Let us pray. Gracious and eternal God, we thank you for your presence with us this morning. We thank you for um, surrounding us with your care. We ask you now to let your word take root in our heart. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. This morning's Old Testament lesson from Jeremiah is a text that has always been very dear to me. It was actually the text of the very first sermon that I ever preached, back when I was in college sometime in the last millennium. <laughs> At that time, I have to admit, it was really verse 7 that interested me. Do not say I am only a youth. It was, you know, the typical college student's egocentric proclamation that my hearers really needed to pay attention to me, even though I was just an inexperienced kid. But then in a grand example of God's sense of humor, that same text came up again on the Sunday that I preached my very last sermon before I retired, six years ago this very week. By that time, of course, I was no longer a youth. And by then, I had had more than 40 years to contemplate the deeper significance of this text. And it seems to me that the center of meaning is really in verse 4. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. For me, that verse is an astonishing account of the relationship that you and I have with God. So let's think about that by taking it phrase by phrase. Before I formed you in the womb. The incredible story of our relationship with God begins long ago. Saying a hymn a few minutes ago, Now thank we all our God, which says that the Lord is the one who from our mother's arms hath blessed us on our way. I love the hymn, but you know that's not precisely correct. We weren't in our mother's arms until after we were born, but our relationship with our Heavenly Father goes back further. Our psalm today claims that God has been our strength from our mother's womb. Even that isn't quite right, because here in Jeremiah we are told by God that he knew us when? Before I formed you in the womb. It is an astonishing claim. This quarter at Fuller Seminary, I'm teaching the course in Reformation history, and, and this next week my class is going to be looking at Martin Luther's small catechism. It's one of my favorite writings uh, from the Reformation period, and I love introducing it to students who have never read it before. When Luther is discussing the Apostles' Creed, he asks what it means to say that God is the maker of heaven and earth. And he answers by saying, I believe that God has created me and all that exists. What's so remarkable about that answer is that when we think of God as creator, we generally have in mind you know, the stars and the natural world, the oceans, humanity in general. But for Luther, the most wondrous thing of all is that God created me. 
all that exists, yes, of course, but me. God created me. Individual, particular, not very significant, sometimes cantankerous and even faithless me. God created me. And that's what Jeremiah implies as well. You and I, we were created by God. We are not accidents. We are not incidentals. We were planned and intended by God even before we took form in the womb. In Thornton Wilder's play, Our Town, one of the characters, Rebecca Gibbs, is telling with some wonder about a letter that her friend Jane Crofit had received from her minister when she was sick. He wrote Jane a letter, Rebecca says, and on the envelope, the address was like this. It said, Jane Crofit, the Crofit Farm, Grover's Corners, Sutton County, New Hampshire, United States of America, continent of North America, Western Hemisphere, the Earth, the solar system, the universe, the mind of God. That's what it said on the envelope. The mind of God. All this vast creation you see is located in the mind of God, and, and that includes not just the planets and the stars, it includes Jane Crofit, and it includes you, and it includes me, all of us, existing in the mind of God. All of the creatures of God, all of us intended and planned by God before he ever formed us in the womb. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now that's a profound thought. I've been reflecting all week on a comment Father Seth made last Sunday. Maybe you remember it. He called our attention to the collect of for purity of heart with which our liturgy begins each week and which refers to God as the one to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. And Father Seth confessed that from one perspective, that's a little scary to be so completely known by God that absolutely nothing about us is hidden from him. He knows all our desires. He knows all our secrets. And yet, from another perspective, that is the most comfortable thing imaginable. That God knows us so very well. And that he has indeed known us since before we were created that he indeed knows us fully, as St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, and that he still loves us. Well, that's a wonder. That's a grace beyond compare. You know, we human beings are a little funny about being known. Most of us want other people to know us, at least up to a point, we want people to recognize us when we walk down the street if they're an acquaintance. We want people to give us other kinds of recognition, perhaps. And yet there are things about ourselves that we hide. We hide them from our friends. We hide them from our children. We hide them from our spouse. Often we hide them even from ourselves. Several years ago, I had discovered something about myself that I didn't particularly like and thought I probably wanted to change. And I was trying to figure out where this had come from. 
I happened to visit my best friend from college and I told him about it, told him about this aspect of who I was that was so troubling to me. Was that true about me in college, I asked? Well, yeah, of course it was, he said. <laughs> and it was shocking to hear him be so honest. And yet it was comforting as well. He knew this about me already. He'd known about it for so many years. And he still loved me. And that's how it is with God. Nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing. Maybe you remember the old gospel song, Stand By Me. There's one verse that goes like this. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. When I do the best I can and my friends don't understand, thou who knowest all about me, stand by me. And he does, you see. Jesus has known you since before you were created. He's known all about you. He knows all your faults and all your failures. He's always known them, and yet he stands by you. He loves you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. Oh, that one's a little churchy sounding. You know, we don't often talk about being consecrated in day-to-day -day life. But to put it simply, it means that God, before we were born, set us apart for a specific pur purpose, a particular vocation or calling. And I don't mean that simply in the sense of career or profession, though that might be part of it, but I mean it in the sense of purpose our life's purpose as Christian disciple, as spouse, as parent, as friend, as citizen. God created us for a purpose. God created you for a purpose. He intended your life to have a meaning beyond just eating and breathing. And sometimes we have trouble recognizing that purpose. You know, Jeremiah, you know, strenuously objected to what God had called him to do. I'm just a boy, he says. I'm not capable of that. But God had an answer, as God always does. His response was, yes, but I'm with you. Life, God planned for Jeremiah, was not an easy one. He would be scorned and rejected and abused and attacked, and this would not be the last time that he would complain about it either. But through it all, he never forgot the Lord's promise. I am with you. Much later in his life, when he was no longer just a boy, he wrote words that we find in chapter 29. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I suppose we could say that our life is really a journey of discovery, a journey of understanding what that future is that God has for us, a journey toward fulfilling what God's plans are for us.
And it really does take a lifetime, doesn't it? We're not always quick learners. I'm certainly not. I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, I really didn't intend to go into the ministry. I was in junior high school at a church camp up in the Siskiyou Mountains when I first thought I heard God calling me, but it was gentle. It was no Damascus Road, get knocked off your horse kind of thing. It was just a sense, sitting there around a campfire, that God had some purpose for me, and that it was something I hadn't ever really considered and certainly didn't understand, and so I set it aside. I, I wasn't going to do that. I had other ideas. Through high school and into college, I was making plans of my own about how my life would unfold, and you know the old joke about how to make God laugh, right? Tell him your plans. And I don't know if God laughed at that. Maybe he chuckled a bit, but he was persistent. And I finally went to seminary, still saying, well, I don't know, I'm not sure about this. Maybe I'll just try this out sort of one step at a time. And you know how it goes. This is not a story that is exclusive to clergy. You take one path and not another, and the path leads you in one direction and not another and you end up at one place and not another and it's not always the journey that you intended and it's not always the journey that you wanted but it is the journey on which God is leading you. Remarkable thing about God's purpose for us is that he never gives up. When we get off track he lures us back. When we're ready to call it quits, he encourages us. One poet put it this way, he makes the best of all the stumbling turns we take and loves us for his mercy's sake. God has a purpose for us, a purpose for you. And God is relentless in keeping you on that intended path. Our psalm this morning put it this way, You are my hope, O Lord God, my confidence since I was young. I have been sustained by you ever since I was born. From my mother's womb you have been my strength. My praise shall be always of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.